you're listening to Birds, Bees, and Teas, a sexuality education and storytelling podcast hosted by yours truly, Miss Nia Angie Africana Sutton. Welcome back, teasers, to season three of Birds, Bees, and Teas, your very favorite sexuality education and storytelling podcast where we do adult sex ed. We have conversations about all of the things impacting our sexuality, our lives as sexual beings, um, and all of that good, juicy, fun stuff. I am your host, Miss Nia Angie Africana Sutton, and I am delighted to be with you all for a third season of this podcast and appreciate all the support that you all have lended thus far. And if you are new, a new listener, welcome. You are officially a teaser. Once you subscribe to the podcast and then also follow our social media handles um, at Birds, Bees, Tees. So yes, um, I am so excited about season three and definitely this episode, which is all about dating in the 2020s. What is it like to date in the years of 2020, 21, and now 2022? This is crazy. I don't know where time has gone or went. Um, I'm not having that much fun, so I don't know why it's flying, but um, I am having fun doing this podcast, and today's episode is going to be super fun and super exciting because I have two of the the women who um, just really in this season, this most recent season for me, um, they've inspired me so much, and I am appreciating our budding and growing relationships. Um, so they are on the podcast with us today. We have Jalen Lane and Miss Samitri Nassar here with us today. Hey, ladies, how y'all doing? Hey. Hello, teasers. Thank you again for having us on this amazing podcast. Yes, thank you, Nia. You are such an inspiration. So I, this is just a pleasure and opportunity. Yes, I'm so excited and happy to have y'all as well. And so I'm going to go ahead and introduce these wonderful women so that we can jump into the tease of it all. So I'm going to first introduce Jalen Lane, who is a certified health education specialist from Prince George's County. She, like myself, received her bachelor's in public health education from North Carolina Central University and her master's in public health from Morgan State University. Jalen specializes in HIV, STI prevention, and care with a focus on women's health. Jalen is currently a disease intervention specialist for the Prince George's County Health Department, and she strives to reduce incidence of rates in the county for STIs. In her free time, Jalen loves to travel, work out, and skate. She lives by the motto, always show up for yourself. And I love that motto. That is definitely something that I am stepping into in 2022. And I'm going to save that because we're going to get into that in just a moment. Um, but thank you so much, Jalen, for being here with the teasers. Thank you for having me, teasers. All right, Samitri. Samitri Nassar is from Upper Marlboro, Maryland. 
She also received her Bachelor's of Science in Public Health from North Carolina Central University, the illustrious, okay. Um, and she is presently also a disease intervention specialist. She is the owner of Semisex, which is a sex positive clothing brand business. And we are excited to have Symmetri. I'm super excited to have Symmetri because I was Symmetri's preceptor for her senior year um, at NCCU. Um, she was my intern and we had a good time and um, she's super talented and just passionate. And we're gonna get into that too. But thank you, Symmetri, for being here with us. Thank you, Teasers, for having me. And thank you, Nia, for being so amazing. It's so beautiful to see the full 360, how we're back working together. So yeah. thank you. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So um, as you all just heard in their bios, both of these ladies are also sex educators. And I want to know, firstly, from you all, what are some of the professional goals that you have going into this new year? going into 2022, what are some goals that you have for yourself as a public health educator and as a sex educator? So I'll actually go first. Um, stepping into this new role um, at the PG County Health Department, um, I want to um, expand on um, our engagement for our department. <laughs> That's one of my biggest goals why I'm there in general, just um, because PG County is a conservative county. Um, we're right in the middle of the DMV. Um, we look at DC and DC is so progressive um, and we're neighbors and PG County just is not talking about sex. So I want to create new ways of us to make sex a comfortable conversation and letting everyone know what resources are in the area because a lot of people don't know there's so many so um and also just to reduce the incidence rates because pg county does have the highest incidence rates for hiv in the state of maryland awesome thank you so much for that Jalen. um that's a wonderful goal and um, just a, a observation that I never really made before, like how progressive DC is versus the state of Maryland, especially with y'all governor that y'all got now, praise God. And um, yeah, and in PG County as well. So thank you for bringing that to, to light. Yes, thank you, Jalen. Um, I can say one of my goals um, for sex ed and public health is continue to break stigma among STIs and continue to start the conversation about, about Black sexual health to continue to improve the quality of life for our people. And one of my professional goals is to finally pass the CHES exam for 2022. I had my own reasons, but this year is my year and I'm focused and I'm ready and I'm determined. So remember this, I'm going to come back to this. <laughs> remember, Period. I'm going to be certified. <laughs> Period. <laughs> I know that's right. When is your exam? Is it in March? Yes, it's in March. Okay. So I'm going to tell you, I used Quizlet. So um, if that's helpful for you, I definitely used Quizlet and I did like flashcards on there. And that's advice for any other sex educators who are looking to get their chairs. The questions that are on the chairs are also on Quizlet. So yes. 
Okay. Yes. And you are going to pass. We are. I am going to pass. You are. I claim it. I am. Yes. I'm going to be with the big, the big (laughs) bosses. Yeah. Get chest behind my name like y'all. We love it. We love it. Those are awesome goals, Dimitri. And thank you so much for sharing that. Um, this year and really in um, since 2020, um, with all of the social justice um, awareness and movements that took place, um, I really started to get more interested in reproductive health and reproductive justice. Um, more so than anything. And so uh, one of my goals this year is to um, begin a certificate program for women, gender, and sexuality studies. So that can have a broader understanding of um, gender and the unique challenges that um, women and femme identifying folks um, experience in their journeys um, for reproductive justice. So that is where I am, and that is a goal that I have for 2022. That is amazing. Yes, I love that so much. It's so needed. Yes, definitely. Thank y'all. Thank y'all. Okay, so this episode, we are going to talk all about goals, which is why we started with that. And um, I posted this on my Instagram that it's important for us to have personal goals, but also give a lot of consideration to our lives as sexual beings. So that means having goals around our sex life and our sexual health, having goals around our dating lives, having goals around our relationships and intimate partnerships um, and all of that good stuff. So that's what we're going to get into today. And we're going to start with Jalen because Jalen um, is doing something that is so fun and so unique and I love it and I can't wait to see when her little green bubble lights up on Instagram because um, Jalen is rating her dates as a single woman, um, you know, dating and, you know, giving us Sex in the City vibes Um I just love watching these stories and hearing your reviews of your dates. So Jalen, I'm doing like a chop job of telling everybody about it. So tell us about your dating reviews and why you started doing this on your close friends on Instagram. So my dating reviews is just basically to just document my dating in DMV area. Um, I came up with this idea because I am a YouTube junkie. So I love vlogs. I love learning about people's lives, some of their habits. And I haven't seen anyone really doing this or being as vulnerable and transparent about the dating scene in DC. So I wanted to open it up to my 64 close friends. I know that's a lot (laughs) on social media and just get an idea of like sharing the experience and also get an idea, you know, are my standards, are their best practices, what are the different practices that people are doing, and just, you know, just have fun with it. So this is one way I'm having fun with my dating experience, and just um, also, I guess, being an example for some people, because I've gotten so many reviews of how people's like, oh, I'm going to get out there. So um, just knowing that, um, I, that's how I just came up with it. <laughs> I love that. I love that. And something you said that is really sticking out to me is having fun. Like that is so underrated. Um, I think in this day and age, you know, we're so focused on like 
dating with intention. And of course you should do that. But one of your intentions should be to have fun as well. Like, you know, you're not going to a business meeting every time you're going out on a date. You haven't, you're supposed to be going to have a good time and, and just enjoying life and allowing your experiences with other people to bring fun into your life. So I love that so much. Yes. Yes, that's cute. Okay. So tell us what has been your experience dating in the 2020s, considering COVID-19, considering like the new era of um, like sneaky links and all of that. Like, tell us what your experience has been like. Ooh, dating has been in this Panda Express, as we call it. (laughs) (laughs) It's a little ghetto, but I think it's also crafty because, um, and I use the word crafty because it's, you know, there's so many different ways to date during this time. Um, We had a couple shutdowns, but then we had reopening. So you get to meet in person, you get to meet online through these dating apps, you get to meet um, on social media. So it's been crafty, but also very um, get up. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Okay. And um, so on a more personal note, um, I know that you share on your close friends and that you share with me as well that you are um, presently in a season of abstinency where you are practicing abstaining from sexual activity. So tell me about that and like kind of how you landed there. And then also how do people respond to that um, in your dating experiences? So The year of 2020 um, gave me a lot of time to just self-reflect on, and I think it was that time for everyone, honestly. Um, But for me, I really self-reflected on some of my practices. Um, In 2018, I want to say 2018, 2019, I got closer to God. And um, through that reflection process, it kind of led me to, okay, you just need to abstain. Um, And I guess I'll go into my abstinence journey with that. So yeah, I started my journey in 2018, 2019. After getting my heart broken, it was kind of (laughs) sad. Somebody tried to play with me. And um, during that process, I did get closer to God. And I realized the way I was doing things and dating was all bounded through sex. The way I was always... um, the way, yeah, the basically the way I was dating, I was bounded to these people through sex. I wasn't really, I didn't have any standards. I didn't have uh, boundaries and those things, having sex with those people bounded me to those people. So I was just like, let me just try this out. Let me just, 2020, I mean, you can't go out anyway because we, we had these shutdowns. So let me just give myself time to like not date and um, just really self-reflect. So during that process, I practiced abstinency, but I also started dating myself. Um, and then through that process, I was able to go to therapy. Um, I was able to like really, again, reveal how I was operating in relationships. And the way I was operating in relationships is not exactly what I wanted for my future. So I had to really understand what I wanted as an outcome. And, you know, Sneaky links are cool, but if you're if your goal is marriage, you know, does it really make sense for you to bond with this person like that at the beginning, um, at the beginning stages of your relationship? I think it's important within those three months to get to know someone. That's just for me. I know it's different for everyone, but for me, um, I fall in love through 
first fuck. So, <laughs> so honestly, I think it's important for me to like cut that off and really get to know like, oh, well, you know, how, how is your relationship with your family? You know, how's your relationship with your mother? How do you treat women outside of the ones who you are attracted to? Are you fetishizing me? You know, are you a colorist? Like those are things I had to Come really on. understand in my uh, self-dating process. And then I was able to create a strategy for how I wanted to date. And I just came up with the conclusion, like, I don't want to give myself like that to anyone that I'm not bounded to for life. Um, Because the way I was just giving to myself, I was just giving freely and then getting my heart broken, getting my feelings hurt. And after that, I was just like, you know, I gave so much. What did you get out of it? What, What did I get out of it? And I didn't get anything. And this is something that I was doing since I started having sex at at the age of 15. So I think it was important for me to start a new process. And this process has been interesting, but um, at the end of the day, it's a walk. So that's what's been working for me. But honestly, I just been letting God guide me. Wow, Jalen. Yes. Okay, yes to everything. Yes, that was (laughs) beautiful. so much. Uh, I was over here like snapping and clapping. I'm like, ah, I gotta let her talk. Like that was it. That was a word. That was a word. Um, thank you so much for sharing that and um, being vulnerable enough to, to share that. And um, there's so many things that you said that stuck out to me, but um, I really appreciate um, just how open you are about the faith part of it, um, mm-hmm. you know, and how you're, how you're, faith is playing a role in this because oftentimes we separate like sex and faith like they just don't ever intertwine unless we are married right Mm -hmm. like that's the only time when it's okay to talk about sex is after we are married um, unless we're talking about like not doing it Um, and so I'm just grateful for that and you also are Um, like one of your goals and aspirations is to break stigma and and have conversations about sex and STIs in the faith-based community. So, um, you know, it's showing up for you all over in your life. And um, I'm grateful to learn from you and um, that you shared that with me and the teaser. So. Of course, transparency only. (laughs) Yes, yes, definitely. Okay. So with all of that being said, what are some of your dating goals and intentions in 2022? And what advice would you give to others, um, especially those who are on a journey of abstinency or celibacy? Yes, my dating goals is just to right now is just to get out there and not just, you know, fawn over the first person I really like, but just practice dating. Um, Of course, the end goal for me is marriage, but um, I'm learning a lot about myself through this process. So right now, just have fun and just do it. Because a lot of times, one of the habits I discovered um, through my self-love journey was that I procrastinate a lot or um, that I also overthink a lot of things. And (laughs) I have to accept things as reality. So just, you know, going out there and dating and not being scared, being my authentic self. So one thing, um, I guess one thing I can leave with people is just to have fun, 
Um, stick with your values, be yourself, don't try to be, I know there's a lot of femininity pages and how to be this way, how to get a rich man, but honestly, figure out what you want as an outcome. Are you dating because you want to fling? Are you dating because you want marriage? Are you dating just because you just want a long-term relationship and you don't see marriage as an outcome for you? Honestly, find out your why. Um, also, I want to say date yourself first, because if you don't love yourself, how do you expect anyone to love you? So understanding how, you know, what are your, how do you accept and receive love to yourself um, and practice that? So experiencing those five love languages on yourself, giving yourself physical touch, gifting yourself, affirming yourself on a daily basis. Everyone knows I love to post those affirmations. <laughs> I need to come up with my own, but I even have an aff affirmation playlist that I play um, in the morning and a meditation playlist. Um, so okay, I need you to share it. Yes. yes. <laughs> I could have my Apple music, but yes, yes. Um, affirm yourself in those moments. Um, also, create your strategy. For me, I know that I'm practicing abstinency. Abstinency is a walk. Um, so knowing what are your triggers, what are your, um, what can lead you to temptation and having a strategy for how to practice self-control. So for me, like when I'm going out today, I make sure I drive myself because I don't want to put myself in a position where I got an Uber and then the person suggests like, oh, well, maybe you can, I can take you home or maybe you can just go here. Like, no, I got my car and I'm going to go home. Um, also with physical touch, I know I have, you know, my spots. Everybody got their spots. But I have my spots. So knowing, you know, what's too far for me. Um, and also being honest about my um, my walk in absentee. Does everyone need to know that I'm absent? No, because it doesn't lead, everyone is not going to lead to that point. But if I do have um, opportunities where we are talking about sex, and I think the conversation is leading up to, you know, you know, what, what pleasures I like and things like that. I think it is okay to share, but just knowing your why is really important. And then also, um, I create a vision board for everything, but create your, create a vision board for your dating life. Like, yes. and, and actually practice that. So again, with that self dating, like, okay, you in this relationship, so my outcome is marriage. So in my relationship or in my marriage, what does this woman do? You know, do I take myself, where do she go out to eat? Where do you and your partner go out to eat? Take yourself to those places first. Do you continue to get waxes? If I'm not, if I don't have a partner, I'm going to continue to practice self-maintenance and self-love. So light those candles, get your waxes, keep your nails done, your hair did. When you look good, you really feel good. And y'all know I've been in the gym. So that's another thing, you know, doing all those things, I think will prepare you for your dating, um, your dating experiences, but it honestly just starts inward with you and how you love yourself and how you display that love for yourself. And then after that, you honestly, you can, you're able to discern what is for you and what's not for you because you already know what you accept for yourself. Mm -hmm. So, um, and of course God guides me with that, but I pray before each day, <laughs> I pray yeah. after the day. Um, I just ask God to lead me through conversations and help me to stay on track and help me to stay on this goal and give me guidance and wisdom. If this is not for me, let me know. Give me the signs. Show me the signs. Um, so 
those are some of the things I know that was all over the place, but I'll give a guided <laughs> express, Excel spreadsheet to Nia or Google list or something. But yes, that's some of the things that I've been doing. And I just been falling in love with the process It's honestly, it's really so much fun. Like, I love it. <laughs> yeah, and it and it looks good on you too. It looks so it good. Definitely it definitely does. It definitely does. We see you. We definitely yes. see you. Glowing oh, <laughs> and growing. Yeah. <laughs> we love it. We love it. And it was not all over the place. He was just dropping so many gems. We gotta try to pick them up and catch them. <laughs> you know, put them all in the spot. But yes, thank you so much for that, Jalen. That's awesome. I really love the piece about dating yourself and even as a person in a relationship, that is definitely something that I want to do more of in 2022. Um, Yeah, just deciding what I like for myself and relearning myself as I continue to grow and as a person and learning what like the new things are that I like um, and reminding myself of the things that I enjoy so that I can articulate to my partner um, that these are the things that I like now um, or these are the things that I don't want to do anymore because you know that was 26 year old Nia when you met me but you know I'm walking into a new season now so I love all of that thank you so much yes and I did want to add one more thing go ahead girl another thing that I've been doing recently is practicing these conversations that I'm going to have with these people so um I know I'm on the close friends and most of my close friends are women I think I have like three guys on there but with me always talking to my girlfriends and not having many male friends I have to learn how to navigate conversations so I practice with myself I practice with my friends I practice with my male friends that I have um practicing conversations and how it will flow because you may have oh I want to know how he treats his mom but you don't want to say it like that so what's your relationship with this how do you do that how do you manage finances do you have a job so (laughs) you have to find different strategies of how you act that like okay you know in a situation where you're um where you hurt someone that you love and you're not and you're not really sorry and you see the person you love is sorry how do you display how do you say I'm sorry, I guess is the question. Or how do you display um, taking accountability for hurting someone that you love? Um, Asking questions like that. So knowing how they treat women, how they treat their partners, how they treat others. Are they, do they have a giving spirit? Um, Things like that. Do they like, you know, to go out? Do they like to travel, learning their habits? So you have to kind of practice those conversations because you don't want to say, oh, do you like to travel? What's your favorite color? (laughs) you don't want to do that so you have to create again with that strategy create a strategy of you know how you're going to ask these questions and practice actually asking those questions so so you be giving um Issa D in the mirror yeah and with the affirmations (laughs) we all that girl I love it I love it that is really great that is really great I never thought about doing something like that but that is really great and a lot of people don't know how to have those conversations so practicing that would definitely keep you ahead of the game yeah yeah and I so like how do you navigate like the awkwardness or the weirdness in practicing those conversations so hmm, the awkwardness because I haven't really come across that only when I talk about what I do for work 
But, yeah, that's um, something else. I, I wanted to ask both of y'all that too. Like, how do people respond when they found out when they found out that you're a sex educator or that you work in sexuality? Ooh, there's t- one of two things. So one, they're scared and they try to ghost me, or they just they're just like, okay, well, what she? I don't want want to be involved with that because there's so much stigma tied to HIV and STI. So uh, in that time, I just educate them and give them the resources, give them the facts, give them the the statistics. Um, But honestly, sometimes it scares people away and that's okay because that just means they weren't for me. Mm -hmm. But um, sometimes it may, it, it comes off to some people that I am just, everything in the bed and have to hold their horses right there and just let them know about my walk um and just kind of let them know you know more about what I do I'm not practicing sex work and sex work in relationships don't even work like that so right um for people to expect that when I say oh you know I teach people I'm a sex educator they just think so many different things so again I have to do that re-education and for other people they just accept they were like oh that's really cool and I continue those conversations and dating with those people. (laughs) Yeah. For me, I can say some people um, just expect me to know it all. And that's why they want to try to date or talk to me Mm -hmm. because they feel like I'm very like experienced in bed. I mean, I know some things, but I don't know a lot, but I'm I'm willing to learn. (laughs) But yeah, um, that's, that's one thing. And then two with my brand and having a t-shirt that says sexual intellectual a lot of people just assume that I am just ready to have sex with anything but it's like no people are not realizing the purpose behind this shirt they just see sex so Uh sex educator people are just so stuck on sex so I like to educate them though definitely educate and then when we get to the education part it's like that's when I can really see where your head is so if you say anything that's ignorant now I know like this is not the person for me yeah I can um, definitely relate to um, the experiences that y'all have had people thinking that you are like a super freak or expecting you to have all the answers um, or expecting you to like take charge or take lead in the bedroom um, automatically um, or like you said, scaring people away and not people not being mature enough to have conversations about HIV and STI stigma and all those good things. So definitely can relate. And I'm sure all the other sex educators listening can relate as well. But Samitri, you started to tell us about your t-shirt, your sexual intellectual t-shirt. That's one of my favorite shirts. My breast is excellent <laughs> in it. And it's crazy because it's like a crew neck and it's, you know, long sleeve, but my, my titties be sitting in that junk. So I love that shirt. And please tell us all about Semisex and how you started that. Yes. So first of all, I want to say thank you for you and Jalen for always supporting the semi-sex movement. So thank you. So semi-sex is a Black-owned sex-positive business. I started semi-sex to start the conversations about Black sexual health. And semi-sex's goal is to increase the knowledge of HIV and STI prevention. So uh, my gears say sexual intellectual 
when you wear your sexual intellectual t-shirt, people are going to stop and stare and wonder what a sexual intellectual is. And I define a sexual intellectual as a person who studies sexual relationships or gives advice or makes reports. And yes, all my t-shirts have the definition on the back. So just in case someone tries to try you, you can try them back. <laughs> so yeah, <yes. laughs> that's what semi-sex is all about. Awesome. That is, that's so amazing. And I love that um, you thought to combine like a clothing brand um, as, you know, a creative way to um, get the message out about stigma. And that's just awesome. So I love that. And I knew that about you before I even knew you really. Um, and so I was like, oh yeah, um, you know, I, I want her as an intern. Like, yes, I want her. Like she, <laughs> I loved everything about it. So congratulations to you on Semi-Sex. And um, we always support you here at Birds, Bees, and Teas. And I support you as an individual. So just let us know how we can support you. We could plug you an ad. This is an ad right here. Let me tell y'all right now. What y'all need to do is follow Semisex on all of your platforms, and it's at Simi, S-I-M-I, sex, S-E-X-X. Is it yes. a Um. Yes, underscore, underscore. underscore. Yes. But the website is Semisex2x.com. That's it. Yes, yes ma'am. So um, tell us a little bit about, as a sex educator, tell us how this pandemic um, in the 2020s has taken over all of our 2020s so far. Um, how has this pandemic impacted sexual health among young people and in the U.S. in general? So this pandemic has impact, impacted sexual health in the U.S. among young people because it reduced access to screenings such as breast cancer, cervical cancer screenings, and STI screenings. And it also reduced condom distributing. So if you will go to your local um, LGBTQ center or your local health education center to receive your condoms, it stopped that because now it stopped in-person, in-person visits. And also uh, many providers have shifted to telehealth visits, but individuals who are like, less likely to have access to reliable internet connection or unstable housing can make it difficult to even set up an appointment with your doctor. So I know a lot of people, the beginning of pandemic, we were shut down. So we were hitting up our old booze and, you know, doing the do. But now it's time to get tested and your doctor's office is closed. So what do you do? So that's definitely impacted the STI and HIV rate because a lot of people were even afraid to go to the doctor because even in the beginning, we were saying, oh, if we go to the doctor, we're going to get COVID-19 because that's where the sick people are at. So it definitely, it definitely decreased doctor visits because one, either your doctor's office is closed and then two, you would have to do the telehealth visit, but who says that you're in a comfortable space where you can even say out loud what's going on with you. So you just keep it on the hush. So that definitely impacted sexual health among young adults and even older adults, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
That is, um, thank you so much for sharing that. And um, I'm just grateful for all the points that you brought up that show us how interconnected all the other aspects are of our lives, like how connected they are to our sexual health, our access, our sexual health, our access to housing, our access to internet, um, our access to doctors and physicians and medical services. Um, all of those things have very, um, unique impacts on our sex and sex lives and sexuality and sexual health. So um, thank you so much for that. Thank you. Okay, so the next question I wanted to ask you, considering all of those things um, and just your wealth of knowledge and the products that you um, have at Semisex, what are some sexual health tips that you can share for people who want to improve their sexual lives or just improve their overall sexual health in 2022? So my first sexual health tip that I will give the teasers is to always know your STI, HIV, and COVID-19 status, especially now. You always have to know. Always get tested and always know your status. That's number one. My second tip that I will give is to always use lube always yes always use lube because I used to be so ignorant and think oh I don't need to use use lube I got that wet wet but like no not only does lube intensify sensation it reduces friction as well so why not make it easier why do you have to go through the struggle phase we can just enjoy lube it up <laughs> and the third tip that I would give is to learn your body by practicing solo play because how can you tell your partner or partners what you need if you haven't even begun to learn yourself? That's number one. Like Jalen said, self-love before anything. Date yourself. And the fourth thing I would say, the fourth tip is to write down your fantasies. This can help you explore possible activities you think might turn you on or your partners. So, yes. But the biggest tip is, again, number one. Always know your STI status, your HIV status, and your COVID-19 status, especially in these times. Even before, even if it's with a sneaking link, like, just get it done. Just get tested for a peace of mind. And even after you link with them, get tested again. Like, <laughs> it's dangerous out here. <laughs> Absolutely. And I know on Semisex, you um, provide like a website where people can find testing near them. Can you share that? Yes. It's, so if you go to Semisex and scroll all the way down to my page, there's a link and you can find the nearest HIV and STI testing site near you. All you have to do is put your zip code in and you can find a free confidential HIV STI testing site near you. You just need your zip code. Love that. Love that. Love that. Thank you, Symmetri. And so um, to the fourth point that you made, um, you said to like write out your fantasies. And I saw a post on social media today from Sexual Essentials. That's at oh, I love Sexual her. Essentials. Love yes. Her. And um she posted and said reasons that you should make a sexual bucket list. And the post is everything. Y'all got to scroll through and read it for yourself. But some of the reasons that she gave, um, it gives you an opportunity to admit things that interest you. It gives you a more creative and thoughtful way to spice things up. 
And it's a safe way for couples to spice things up in a more unconventional way. Um, and the, the thing that I really loved on here was that it was an opportunity to invest in more education. Um, so often, especially when it comes to things about sex, we are just ready to tune them out. That's not for me. I don't need to know anything about that. And it's simply because we don't, we don't know anything about it. We haven't done any reading on it because the same way that you'll pick up, pick up any other type of book is so much stigma with picking up a book about kinks and about BDSM um, and about bondage and all of those things. But it's a book, you know, you can add education and add knowledge to your you know, your bank without having to ever use that knowledge. Think about all the things that you know that you don't actually have to know or to use um, or things that you learned and it increased your interest in it. So I love that point that you made. Write down your fantasies, make your sexual bucket list, all of those things. And I reposted this post from Sexual Essentials onto um, our Instagram story. Um, and y'all should just follow that page because I learned so much from that page as well same here Um, yes I wanted to piggyback on that because even during this process of me um dating myself I actually took some of her classes on her patreon um about pleasure so um there's also a pleasure a self-pleasure book that you could um get from she orgasms and I have that and uh, honestly through this abstinency walk it's, I feel like it's okay. I can't tell you, but I feel like it's okay to self-pleasure to know yourself. So during that time, I think it's important, like you, like Samitri said, to definitely record how you feel about everything and how you want your experiences to happen. Absolutely. Definitely. Love it. Love it. Okay. So um, on a more personal note, ladies, I want to know what some of your sex goals for 2022 are. Even in your um, abstinence, Jalen, I want to know, um, yeah, what are some of y'all sex goals for 2022? I know that for me, um, one major one for me is to take care, uh, take better care of my physical health in general, um, because that will promote my sexual health and my vaginal health. So like if I'm stretching and exercising and eating better um, and just moving, you know, all of those things will increase my sex life. And I'm looking forward to that. Um, You know, I'm looking forward to being more flexible in the bedroom. I'm looking forward to, um, (laughs) you know, I'm I'm looking forward to, um, you know, being less, having a better uh, body image, like a more positive body image so that I don't feel like, oh, you know, I look fat in this position or something like that. So I can really, you know, let out my wow side or my Normani do do do. (laughs) so yes um that's a big one for me so what about y'all so my biggest sex goal for 2022 is to relax and release yes so there has been plenty of times when I'm having sex and I'm too busy in my head thinking if I'm doing something right or if my partner is enjoying me. So overthinking has caused me to disconnect with my partner while I'm having sex and not being able to fully enjoy the pleasure that I'm receiving. So one thing that my partner has taught me is to relax and release. 
And that's what I'm, I'm taking that, not even that's my sex goal, that's my overall goal for 2022, to just relax and just release. Because thinking, overthinking, being in your head while you're having sex, it's the worst. Yeah. It is the worst. And that's just something that I am working on. Because there's so many things to think about when you're having sex. Them, yeah. you, and the sex. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. And um, that's interesting because I was um, listening to, um, there's an account that I follow. Hold on, y'all. I want to say it right. Okay. Yes, I was listening to the intimacy seminars and um this is actually um a radio show well her her instagram handle is the intimacy seminars and her radio show is called let's get intimate and um we were talk well they were talking about on the radio show that i listened to most recently um just about how as black women we have a hard time with letting go and releasing and relaxing and allowing ourselves to feel grounded because we have to like do all of those things and how that hinders our pleasure because we aren't able like ever able to like relinquish that control and just be in the moment and enjoy and relax and let our hair down. And, you know, that is just so important. So thank you for sharing that. Thank you. Yeah, definitely. Thank you for sharing that. Um, my goals are um, to continue to stay abstinent. I know with this dating um, series and just my dating experience, I'm going to go through a lot of trials and tribulations. Um, My old self is going to come about. She has already came about. So um, give myself grace um, and also just understanding that this is just a walk and it's a marathon. It's not a race. Um, And just, again, going back to my strategies asking God for guidance through those strategies. Another thing I want to get into is just breathing for pleasure. Like you guys were mentioning, releasing. Um, I was listening to Forwetic Sexology, Forwetic Sociology. I'm sorry if I butcher her name, but (laughs) she mentioned how breathing is just really essential. Um, So just breathing, um, more being in tune with my sensuality. Mm -hmm. So just again, practicing that um, physical touch with myself, um, falling in love with myself even more, whether that is in a sensual way. So whether that's me going to a striptease class or a pole dancing class, a twerk class. I seen Nia at the twerk classes. Yes, bringing the twerk classes back, y'all. Yes. Thank you. I'm here to do a plug for that. Y'all need to follow my other dancers that I well, my other page is called at Dance with Angie because we will be doing virtual tour classes. Back to you, Jaylen. Yes, yes. So <laughs> doing more of that, um, being the person um, that I want to be in in a relationship. So just practicing that. What does she wear? I've been loving Fenty. Fenty, um, Savage Fenty, been getting all my money. I've been loving the matching bra and panties. <laughs> so, yes. so those are just some things. I know I'm still abstinent, but it's still okay to indulge in those things, just knowing your limits. So, yeah. Yes, um, I love I love um, so much of what you said, Jalen. Um, praying about your abstinence journey and your sexual life right now, like 
I want to just go back to that. Like, y'all, God knows that we be fucking. <laughs> he made <laughs> us sexual beings. You know, exactly. he knows about lust. He knows our desires. He knows the things that we are experiencing. So it is okay to talk to whoever you believe in um, about sex. It's okay to incorporate sex in your spirituality and your faith um so thank you so much for saying that and then also i love 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 that you put on lingerie for yourself yes like yes, yes. as you should <laughs> the girls need to know the girls and the, the girls need to know because that is so important like everything does not have to be centered around a partner everything does not have to be centered around a man or for the gaze of someone else do things for you that you enjoy for yourself and that teaches people who are coming into your life how to treat you they exactly. know like this is you know this is the standard already so I need to rise above Hello. exactly okay. and Hello. nobody's gonna play with you because look Mm-mm. yes Oh, I wanted to add one more thing. Pelvic floor therapy. I know, I, I think all of us follows the vagina rehab on Instagram. Yes. Mm-hmm. I have been learning so much from her. I'm just like, okay, I had the peri fit that I actually learned from sexual essentials. And I just been kind of exercising my pelvic floor even more. Um, so that's one thing I'm getting into because I didn't, I didn't know about our pelvic floor until I started following these patients and educating myself more so. And how that's essential to our, not just our sexual pleasure, but just our physical health and general, our reproductive health as well. Right. Yes, absolutely. Um, so thank you for, for dropping that gem on here. I'm going to jump back to that because you talked about breathing um, just a moment ago. And that was something else that Dr. Jashana Johnson and Robin Joseph talked about on um, the Let's Get Intimate episode, The Power of Pleasure, um, because we learn so much about breathing during sex from like porn and movies, mm-hmm. like how they breathe in that moment, but we don't like breathe naturally and how much breathing in a natural way like contributes to your pleasure um, and just contributes to um, your respiratory flow. So that's something that we should like work on and do. And then also I just wanted to highlight um, the vagina rehab. Yes, um, it's at vagina rehab doctor. Every person who has a vagina should um, be following that account. Like, I mean, just things that I never even thought about or thought to explore. Um, and definitely things that we would have never learned about when learning about reproductive anatomy. Um, you know, it's most women don't even know like what their vulvas look like, or most people with vulvas don't know what their vulvas look like because they don't spend the time to look at it, learn about it or anything. And just as much, you know, as much time as you spend on social media, you can definitely um, just scroll through that account at Vagina Rehab Doctor and you will learn so much. So yes, thank you for that. Yeah. All right, y'all. So the last thing that I want to talk about is um, the importance of setting goals and intentions while you are already in a relationship. We talked about like what dating goals would be and what sex goals would be. 
But oftentimes, once people get together, they don't continue to set goals beyond like, okay, we're boyfriend and girlfriend, then we're going to move to fiance, and then we're going to move to husband and wife, and we'll buy a house, have a child, get a dog, like, but what are the goals that you have for to maintain the intimacy in your relationship to continue to learn and grow with each other um, and all of those important things. So I definitely want to um, touch on that and talk about that because people in relationships need to, you know, be as ambitious and optimistic um, as people who are not that's you know you being in a relationship isn't the end all and be all and that's the final goal you know you want to continue to expand that relationship and get the most out of it as long as you um, are partnered with that person or people so I will share a little bit about my intentions um, in my relationship this year in 2022 um, it will make three years that uh, my partner and I have been together, mm-hmm. and, um, and I, I can't even believe that. I really can't even believe that, um, but here we are, three, almost three years later, um, and one of my intentions um, this year um, in particular is to release over-functioning um, in a relationship. And I learned about this on Instagram, y'all. And I'm going to show you, I'm going to tell y'all who I learned it from as well. Overfunctioning. Um, so some characteristics look like being the manager of the relationship, trying to mind read and anticipate the thoughts and needs of your partner. Um, that is definitely a characteristic I identify with. Asking for help, but not letting the partner complete tasks in their own way. I am terrible at this, and I even irritate myself with this. It's like, I want my partner to do things, but if it's not done in the way that I want him to do it, then I got a problem with it, or I got to nitpick it, or I got to say something about it, or why you didn't do it this way. But it's like, well, you know, maybe you should have got up and did it yourself. But, you know, um, so that is definitely something that I want to release. Um, And those are the ones that I uh, resonated most with, um, the mind reading and completing tasks on their own. Um, And and even some of the aspects of being a manager in a relationship, I feel like um, because this is like my second go round being in a long-term relationship, and this is his first time being in a relationship, I feel like it's more on me as the person having experience to keep our relationship afloat when it's not, it's on both of us. Um, and we both have to put in that same amount of effort and it's not more on him or more on me. And so that's definitely something, um, you know, that I need to release. And that's an intention that I'm setting in 2022. But some of the other characteristics of over-functioning um, is feeling like you're the parenting partner, criticizing the partner's core being and who they are as a person, and resenting the partner for resting. Um, so I learned this from Lex Sex Doc. Um, and this came from the Institute for Sexuality and Intimacy. So you all can follow at Lex, L-E-X-X, sex doc, D-O-C, for more gems like this. Um, She often reposts things from other 
um, sexuality platforms and then I'll repost them as well. So that is um, what my major intention is in my relationship in 2022. Um, and I was grateful that I started writing um, and planning out this episode because it did open up the opportunity for me to have that conversation with my partner. Um, and it's been like an interesting time. Like I said, I can't believe it's been three years because we, we started dating before there was ever a pandemic. Um, and so, you know, our relationship started off, quote unquote, normal, and then we had to transition into a pandemic relationship, um, which, you know, resulted in us um, doing the long distance thing. We were long distance for one whole year of our relationship. Um, and that was, you know, that was intense. It was a journey. Um, I loved it and I appreciated it. Um, it was a good time. And now we're transitioning into domestic partnership. Um, he's been living here. Um, we've been living together for um, like four months now. And so that is a new journey in itself. And so just really being intentional about what these different phases mean and what they look like and like the work that we have to do as we grow into each phase um, is really a big thing for me in 2022. That was, that was beautiful. And that's good that you were able to identify your doings because that takes, that takes strength because sometimes you don't think you're wrong. Yeah. think you're doing everything right. So that was really good. Yeah, and it's crazy because I um, I didn't even think about that until I saw that post. I'm like, well, goddamn, this is a read. This is my ass. Like, <laughs> <laughs> this is me. So, yeah. No, that was really good. And I'm definitely taking some notes from that. Because <laughs> I'm thinking about past relationships. I was like, ooh, I definitely did that. So, right. yeah. Yeah, I mean, and I some more of those characteristics I definitely um, fell into in past relationships, like being a parenting, um, like the the thing about being the parenting partner, like that was like ouch, like that was that was a big ouch moment for me, realizing that that's something that um, I experienced in a past relationship that I don't experience now, and I'm really grateful for that. But just thinking about how often Black women fall into that role um, and oftentimes because, you know, so many of us and so many of our partners were raised by single Black women, strong Black women. And so we like automatically assume that role or we assume that role for our partner because you were raised by a strong black woman. So I know you know how to be a strong black woman or I was raised by a strong black woman. So this is the only way I know how to be. Um, and so, yeah, just, I mean, this, this year for me is all about self-reflection anyway. Um, that's my overarching goal, my overarching theme. Um, just really a year that's about me and self-love and self-reflection and trusting myself and all of those wonderful things that have to do with me and Nia as a person, as an individual. Um, but that is where I felt like I could really start um, as far as my relationship goes, thinking about how I want to show up um, and how I want to be a better partner in this relationship. Yes, I love that. 
So beautiful and so Def- important. Definitely so important. Yeah. So um, I, I definitely think that um, a lot of the things that you all shared in regards to dating goals and sex goals can definitely be applied to people in relationships. Um, so much of what you shared, Jalen, about just the relationship that you have with yourself, um, because it's so important not to lose that or leave that or put that on pause or hold or alter that when you do enter a relationship. Um, and so I think that a lot of people who are um, in intimate partner relationships can learn from what you said about dating themselves and doing nice things for themselves um, and experiencing those love languages for themselves. Those things are also important in relationships. Would you add anything else um, for the lovers? Um, oh, one book I want to leave is If You Have Not Read All About Love by Bell Hooks. I need you to get on Amazon and order that. I think that was one of the catalysts for um, my journey as well. Reading that book and just understanding how we as a society has been has been kind of taught to navigate love. Woo, she broke that down for me. So, um, <laughs> and rest in peace to Bell Hooks. But I do encourage people in relationships, single folks, everyone read that book. That book is just so essential. Um, Another resource that I like to leave is Dr. Miles, his key to self, his keys to self-love um, video on YouTube. That was awakening for me as well. So um, yeah, definitely look that up and listen to it and listen to it with your partner and just kind of like, um, you know, have a conversation about that. Another thing while I've been dating, these cards have been really great as far as getting to know your partner no matter what stage of relationship you're in. And it's called Let's Get Deep. They have it at Target. They have it on Amazon. Um, but I just been using those recently um, for some tests, some questions that I ask on dates and also just in person during dates. Like I've used it recently and I think they have some really, really great questions if you just need examples of what to use or what to say. Jalen, I want to um, go out on a date with you. You be pulling up the cars. You be no, literally. <laughs> I mean, we need to go on a date. Let that me like go, because I don't have to eat. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay, thank you so much for that. And, Samitri, when you talked about um, sexual health and sex goals, um, you talked about getting tested. And I think that that's something that um, partners completely throw out the window, you know, when they um, enter into monogamous um, air quotes that y'all cannot see. But <laughs> <laughs> into monogamous relationships, um, you, you know, so can you tell us a little bit more, more about that and um, like what sexual health looks like in relationships? Yes. So it's definitely very important to get tested before you start anything. But I feel like it's even better with your partner, because to me, if my partner comes to me before we even do anything and say, you know, let's get tested like that would make me more attracted to them because not only do you care about your sexual health, you care about my sexual health. So now when we get our results, it's really on because your mind is where my mind is. And I feel like even that moment is just intimate. 
And then that can break and start talking about more conversations, not only about your sexual health, your mental health, or your whole well-being of your physical health. That could start more conversations. Or you don't even know. Your partner was probably just waiting for someone to go to the doctor because some people are really intimidated going to the doctor and getting tested. So you just need that extra push. Excuse me. So if you do have that partner who is willing to get tested with you and willing to have that open conversation with you and educate you, even if you don't know, it's very intimate. And I feel like it will bring you two or three or how many people in the relationship closer so so definitely but like I said getting tested in a relationship is definitely important and you can make it fun like make it a date you can really make it a date let's get tested afterwards let's go to the movies let's go to dinner let's get some drinks and then while we wait for our results and when you get the results it's date night all over again but now you know it's time to play so yes Yes, but I definitely want to go back and um, talk about one of my intentions that I'm trying to unlearn in um, my relationship now is to stop being so defensive. And that's my biggest problem. I am defensive and I feel like instead of having someone try to teach to me, I always have to defend myself. And that's, you know, other personal reasons why mm-hmm. I do that but I mean because I do not know it all and my partner is older than me so I need to be a student for once and just listen and receive and again stop trying to be defensive because that person is not trying to change you they're just trying to alter your way of thinking and just understanding your partner's trauma and triggers from their past relationship would definitely help you understand how this relationship dynamic will will run smoothly because if you don't understand that then you don't understand them and if you don't understand them you don't understand your relationship and what are y'all doing so just basically just having conversations and just being ready to learn and not know that you're not always right and you do not know everything that's something I tell myself that (laughs) it's hard but it's true and just because you hurt someone's feelings and but you don't feel like you hurt someone's feelings but they came to you and told you that you hurt their feelings. Don't assume like you didn't because you thought you didn't. But if this person said that you hurt their feelings, try to think, try to put yourself in their shoes and see why that person may have felt like that. Even if it wasn't your intentions, just try to, again, listen and understand because it's all about understanding because miscommunication happens especially in a long distance relationship and that's what I'm in currently not for long but currently communication is definitely important so just again learning and listening and understanding your partner is definitely the key yes yes so many golden nuggets in that. Um, thank you so much for that. I, I definitely I need to um, add that affirmation to my to my list. You are not always right, and you don't know everything. <laughs> yes, and that's so hard. hard. <laughs> it's, it's so part, hard. You know, it's it's part like me being you know proud of myself or my intelligence, but mm-hmm. also. Um, I think that, you know, my identities play a a large role in that, you know, I have to defend myself um, by being intelligent and, you know, 
being a resource and knowing things and all of that. That's that's also a, a defense mechanism. And I struggle with defensiveness as well, Samitri. So thank you so much for sharing that and being open about that. Yes. And I feel like that's something we all struggle with, but yeah. you know, a communication, open communication with the right partner. <laughs> Let's say that again, with the right partner. Yeah. And then also just unlearning behaviors that you learned from your past relationship and not bringing that into your new relationship and I know that's hard as well but just because this person you know every relationship is different just because y'all did this and this relationship does not mean that you can take this and bring it to your new relationship because it's not going to work and if you have a good partner they're going to call you out on it and you're not realizing that's what you did until you really see oh wait (laughs) it is me (laughs) maybe it wasn't them all the time It, it was me but it takes the right person to call you out on your bullshit. And that's love. It hurts because I'm sensitive, but it's love. I'm still learning it. So, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um, do you have a, um, a cancer placement in your chart somewhere? <laughs> uh, I think so, but I'm a Virgo, so. <laughs> oh, oh, no, yeah. that perfectly explains. That explains. That explains. It. Yeah. <laughs> know it all they explain yes. it. it's yes yeah they explain yep. it. okay yep i love mm-hmm. and i love virgo so that was no shade at all but <laughs> and beyonce's a virgo yes but it took me a long time to you know acknowledge that but kudos to my partner because i'm here now baby <laughs> yes. I and I definitely life. feel that don't bring up your past traumas because even in the dating process, I've noticed that I've doing I've been doing that. Um, Nia, you've seen where I <laughs> kind of went all for um, a guy suggesting a place to date, and I was just like, why would he suggest that? But I'm also learning because um, even recently, someone asked me, "Oh, do you like flowers?" And I was just like, just or give them to me and just see what my reaction is. I was bringing up. Um, past traumas from a previous relationship and I guess that kind of ticked me off I'm just like I have to understand that everyone doesn't know me yet so them asking questions or them suggesting things I have to teach you have to teach people your standards teach people how to love you so um, sometimes you can't just expect those things yes yes Um, and I I love that because Um, there's so much like rhetoric around like I'm not going to teach a grown person how to do this or I'm not about to teach no man or I'm not going to teach nobody um, how to love me or how to do this or how to do that but that's so important and that's so key and that's so essential Mm -hmm. you have to teach people how to love you Um, and the flowers example that you gave is perfect like because not everybody likes flowers. Like right. they really don't. Some people, you know, have negative trauma attachments to flowers or to candies or to anything like that. It's really when you commit to being in a relationship with a person or when you commit to learning someone, even in friendship or just in dating, you have to commit to learning that person and loving that person in the way that they want to be loved. Um, And also commit to teaching people and allowing people to make mistakes and, um, you know, allowing people time to like get things right and figure it out together. And you may not know exactly what you like and what you want, but you may be able to, you know, tell them what you don't like and what you don't want. And y'all walk that journey together to figure out what it is that, you know, um, brings you joy and makes you happy and brings you pleasure and all of that good stuff. So, yes, to everything that y'all said. A big yes. Yeah. 
Exactly. And like you said, um, because I used to be stupid and say, well, not stupid. I used to be ignorant (laughs) and say that I'm not about to teach someone to love me, but I had to teach myself to love myself. So how can I expect someone to love me? It's all about teaching because I didn't know me until I knew me. (laughs) So same with them. Everything is a teaching moment. Absolutely. We're going to always learn. Yeah, girl, you took the words out of my mouth. So I was about to say, like, we learn and we teach our entire lives. We never stop learning. We never, that never ends. That never, that never stops. And that is, um, you know, one of the reasons this podcast exists. And definitely um, our theme for season three, Tease University, just continuing that education for, especially for young adults um, and grown folks who, you know, we learned sex education in school, maybe, and that was it, but we haven't continued these conversations um, in ways that are backed by resources and data and facts um, about sex and sexuality and about love and about intimacy and about relationships and about dating. Um, You know, we just kind of are like figuring it out as we go, but we can have moments to learn. We can have spaces to have these conversations. Um, And the conversation that we had here today um, has been beautiful, Um, but we hope that we're just planting a seed for y'all to continue these conversations in your relationships, um, in your friendships, in your families even, um, so that you are raising up a, a generation of folks who are, you know, liberated and um, are living in sexual positivity. Um, those are all the goals here at Birds, Bees, and Tees and at Tees University. So I'm just so, 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 so grateful to y'all. I learned so much from y'all today. I'm like, my notebook looks crazy right now because I'm like jotting down so many things. Like I got to differentiate what are the resources versus like the quotes that y'all said so that I can, you know, um, put piece them together in my life. But I'm just really, really appreciative to y'all for being so open and so vulnerable Um, and bring in so much knowledge to um, this platform and to the teasers today. So thank you so much, Jalen. Thank you so much, Symmetri. I appreciate y'all. And the teasers appreciate y'all too. They're going to love this. So I'm excited. I'm excited. Yes. And thank you again for having us on this amazing podcast. It's just so beautiful to see the growth and what you're doing. So we see you too. Yeah, we see you too. <laughs> Thank y'all. And can y'all let the know, um, let the teasers know um, where and how they can connect with you um, after listening to this episode? Yes, so you can connect with me. You can find me on Instagram at semisex with two X. S-I-M-I-S-E-X-X. And same for my website is semisex with the two X.com. And again, you can scroll down to the bottom of my website page, click that link, and you can find a free STI HIV testing site near you. All you need is your zip code. Yes. And you all can find me on Instagram. <laughs> Um, my Instagram handle is Lynn and Juice, so L Y N N N three N's and A and D 
Juice, J-U-I-C-E. If you want to be added to my close friends to see my dating series or just to follow that journey, just DM me. I want to be a part of this. I want to follow you, um, follow the series, and I'll just add you. Um, but it is, you know, confidential, so don't be telling my business to everybody. Yeah. Don't be telling her tease. Okay. <laughs> I do keep it anonymous. I don't let um, the folks in the close friends know who exactly I'm dating. I do keep all of that confidential, but as far as the person and what they display to me, I definitely talk about that. So if you want to talk about that and learn more about that, just DM me. I want to be, able, I want to follow the series and I'll just add you. All right. Awesome. Well, thank y'all again so much. This has been amazing. And I am so excited for this to come out and for the people to hear and for them to leave their feedback. That's always welcome. Y'all definitely leave your feedback, um, rate the podcast, rate the episode. Um, you can drop it in the comments on um, Instagram or Twitter at Birds, Bees, Tees, what you thought about the episode, what's really resonating with you, what you're taking away, what you want to learn more about, all of that good stuff. So we're looking forward to hearing from you, hearing your feedback on this. And we love y'all. Have a good night. Have a good night, teasers. See y'all. <laughs> all right, y'all.